Section 7 of Pescendi Dominici Gregis On the Errors of the Modernists by Pope St. Pius X Translated by Thomas E. Judge This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Popular Interpretation of the Encyclical For the sake of the general reader, we shall attempt to explain, in the language of the Catechism, the reasons that irresistibly impelled the Holy Father to condemn modernism. Catholics believe that Jesus Christ was both God and man, that, as God, he existed from all eternity, equal to the Father in splendour and power, that he assumed human nature in the womb of Mary, that he wrought many stupendous miracles, that, after having been crucified, he rose again on Easter Sunday and carried his full humanity after his ascension, into the presence of the Eternal Father. The modernists distinguish between the Christ of history and the Christ of faith. The Christ, who really lived and died, they say was a mere man, the greatest man who ever lived indeed, but with all the limitations of human nature. His miracles, his resurrection and ascension never really occurred, but were credited to him by enthusiastic disciples after his death. Thus the modernists reject the divinity of Christ, which is the cornerstone of the Christian religion. Catholics believe that all the sacraments were instituted by Christ himself. From God alone could they derive their efficacy. No creature could take bread and wine and convert them into the body and blood, soul and divinity of Jesus Christ. The modernists, on the contrary, hold that the sacraments were originated by Christ's disciples. They, nevertheless, in words, maintain that Christ instituted them, because they say, this is an application of their principle of permanence, Christ lives on in his disciples, so that their acts may be attributed to him. Their theory resembles, it seems to us, the positivist idea of the moral immortality of man. A good action influences others to imitate it. The actions of these likewise affect the conduct of others, just as a stone dropped into a lake generates wavelets which excite others until ripple after ripple rises on the surface, the whole body of water being ultimately stirred, however feebly. As a man's life may thus be said to be perpetuated in the surviving influence of his conduct, so the life of Christ is permanent in the lives of his disciples and adherents. This interpretation is merely a base attempt to throw dust in the eyes of Catholics. What men do is men's work, not the personal act of Christ. But the Catholic doctrine is that Christ, in his own person, instituted the seven sacraments, and by his divine power constituted them infallible means of grace. The Church was founded by Christ's own personal act. He gave it its constitution, invested it with plenary authority, and solemnly commanded all men to enter its fold. But the modernists teach that Christians themselves, after Christ's death, voluntarily organized the Church to meet urgent needs of the hour. Just as Jean-Jacques Rousseau pictures the state springing into existence through a number of individuals pooling their wills and rights into a collectivity, so do these men represent the Church as originating in a voluntary compact entered into 
by the early Christians for the purpose of strengthening and defending their common religious interests. Ecclesiastical authority, disciplinary, dogmatic and liturgical, is therefore derived from the people and answerable to them. The principles from which these doctrines spring were, as we are reminded in the encyclical solemnly condemned by Pius VI, in the bull Altorum Fidei. At various stages in the history of Christianity, when heretics arose to deny some revealed doctrine, the Church solemnly proclaimed the truth and demanded that her children should accept it. Thus the Council of Nice defined that Christ is God, the Council of Ephesus that Mary is the Mother of God, the Vatican Council that the Pope is infallible. All these doctrinal decrees are unchangeable, but the modernists treat them very lightly. Dogmas, they maintain, are merely symbols, useful in certain emergencies, but inevitably destined to become obsolete or ill-adapted to the religious needs of a more advanced progress. Thus the time may arrive, according to their ideas, when it will be inadvisable to believe in the divinity of Christ, or to accord to his blessed mother the honours to which she is entitled by reason of her great prerogative which the Council of Ephesus vindicated. The encyclical emphatically repudiates this perverted view of dogma, and quotes the following constitution of the Vatican Council to show that it was already expressly condemned. The doctrine of the faith which God has revealed has not been proposed to human intelligences to be perfected by them as if it were a philosophical system, but as a divine deposit entrusted to the spouse of Christ to be faithfully guarded and infallibly interpreted. Hence the sense, too, of the sacred dogma is that which our Holy Mother the Church has once declared, nor is this sense ever to be abandoned on plea or pretext of a more profound comprehension of the truth. Catholics hold that the Bible is different from all other books because all its parts were written under the influence and direction of the Holy Spirit, so that it is literally, and not merely figuratively, the Word of God. Modernists, on the contrary, contend that it only embodies the religious experiences of its human authors. Every person has a similar religious experience, or sense of the divine, though not in the same degree. Consequently, the modernists reject the divine authorship of the scriptures in the true sense of the word. The Bible was written by men, under a natural impulse, their mental faculties receiving no stimulus or guidance from any supernatural source. Milton's Paradise Lost, or Dante's Inferno, would possess as clear a claim as the scriptures to be considered inspired, according to the theory of the modernists. The modernists are agnostics, that is, they hold that we cannot know anything except appearances, or the impressions made on our senses. Consequently, they deny that we can acquire any knowledge, properly so called, of God. The mind is everlastingly imprisoned within the circle of its own states, feelings and impressions. Objects that lie outside of us, our minds cannot reach. All our ideas of a creator, preserver, governor of man and the universe are declared to be empty illusions as far as knowledge is concerned. This principle, the modernists, evidently borrowed from the philosophical system of Kant. 
the encyclical reminds us that the Vatican Council has defined. If anyone says that the one true God, our Creator and Lord, cannot be known with certainty in the natural light of human reason by means of the things that are made, let him be anathema. And also, if anyone says that it is not possible or not expedient that man be taught through the medium of divine revelation about God and the worship to be paid him, let him be anathema. End of popular interpretation of the encyclical letter Pescendi Dominici Gregis. End of Pescendi Dominici Gregis on the Errors of the Modernists by Pope St. Pius X. Translated by Thomas E. Judge. Recording by Algie Pug.